Welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals, and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. Today's episode features the gorgeous and oh-so-talented Lisa Sunshine of the Juno-nominated children's entertainment duo Sunshine and Broccoli. Lisa is also an influencer, a content creator, and mom to her beautiful baby boy, Zaid. Listen up as Lisa shares her profound life lessons from her journey of weight loss, body confidence, and self-development that can be of value to just about anyone. This is Lisa Sunshine of Sunshine and Broccoli, like Juno-nominated, award-winning singer, performer. The talent is like unreal. And honestly, I know I I can't even get to your level, but I know we're doing a duet together one day. That is in the works. That is in the works. Um, But what I wanted to share is about the moment that I first met you at the JCC a few months ago. And I don't know what it was. We just had like this vibe. We could just feel the vibe. You were just, you literally have an aura of sunshine around you. It's the weirdest thing because it's your name, right? Anyway, I'm like super honored and so grateful to be your friend and your coach and um, just to have you on here today. So, hi. What a joy, first of all. Like, and, and, and our backstory is that you and I really like became besties on Instagram. I know. Right. Like, we really got to know each other, and we started working together, and, like, the joy I feel when I'm with you and connecting with you and talking to you is just, like, so amazing. So when you asked me to do this, I was like, first I was like, really? <laughs> like, no, we got to do this, because... It was, it was so obvious to me. Yeah. It was like, we have to do this. I want to even do more. Because you really do have so much to share and so much good vibes and energy to put out there. And I feel like people need more of you. And so, I don't know, I'm trying to do my best to share it, um, right? And give you a platform and a, and a place to, to share it. So what was interesting to me and why I like, it literally clicked to me that this had to happen is that you put out a post, I believe it was about two weeks ago in a bathing suit. Now, What's interesting is that on social media these days, anyone who's a mom blogger or an influencer or content creator, whatever you want to call it, um, there seems to be a trend that putting yourself out there in a bathing suit and showing your ass or whatever it is that you're showing is like the way to get bigger and famous and like whatever. Now, what was interesting to me about your post is it was, a hundred percent clear you were not doing it for that purpose. That's number one. Number two is the authenticity and the realness really came out in that post. And it's, it continues and continued before. It's been consistent through your posts before because I didn't know you before so I, and I have no idea what your story was. Yeah. I'm starting to get to know you a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in the whole story. So can we just take a moment and 
tell us a little bit about your history and background, like back to little Lisa or, you know, whatever it was that kind of got you to a point where you realized this whole confidence slash body image situation needed a bit of mental attention or work. For sure, for sure. So interesting because I have done so much work around that and I really feel compelled now in my life to share and be exposed because I think people see me as one way, yes. uh, not only in what I do, but I am confident and have always been confident. Maybe I've put it on a bit, but I've always, as a little kid, so I was always the big kid. I don't think I was born a big kid, but I was always the chubby kid. The wow. big kid. I remember going to sleepover camp at the age of six, I'm bigger than everyone else. Wow. You remember that? Remember that. I remember looking at my, and I actually also remember there was another chubbier girl and I'm, and then I thought, oh, I'm not the only chubby girl at six. Wow. So very interesting. I was, I was put on a diet at the age of six years old. Um, I went to a nutrition. I remember leaving and saying to my mom, like, can we go get a bag of chips? Like, I didn't get it. <laughs> and whether that was the way or not the way, I, I think we know so much more now. Um, and I talk to a lot of parents, like, who bring it up to me about the fear of their kids being a little bit bigger. And I'm like, do not focus on it. Because what happened to me in my journey was that was my entire life. Wow. So Diets at the age of six continued way into my 30s, you know? And, and, and as I said in my post today, like, I'm turning 40. You and me both, right. I'm compelled to just share and share really open and be exposed. So my journey was um, always on diets, always diet mentality. I was like a winner if I lost weight and if I... And if I gained weight, it was like, oh, well, we'll start again. Like, it was kind of that. And that continued um, for a long time. And actually, like, my highest weight was 320 pounds, which I don't think, unless you knew me then, um, that was a lot of weight to carry for a 16-year-old girl. Wow. Yeah. You, even when you say that in pounds, even though I don't fully understand the conversion, like, it sounds... Like even in kilograms, if I have to calculate it, that's, it's, that's, that's it's, a lot for, for, and for, I'm saying not a lot of weight. I'm saying that's a lot of like weight to carry that that is your weight at 16. That's a hard age. And it was, you know, it was funny because I exuded even then like such confidence and I was the singer and the funny one and the talented one and out there. And, you know, so it was really interesting to me to, you know, the, the pivoting moment for me where I was like, this is bigger than me. This yeah. is who I am. Um, it wasn't about a diet or whatever. I remember being in Europe and having um, like this paranoia that everyone was looking at my body. Wow. Uh, and that wasn't new for me. Like I, I was aware of that, but I would look around and be like, oh my God, people are looking at me. And it, it made me like a little cuckoo, like mm -hmm. in my and I reached out to somebody who I knew who was in this field, um, somebody that I actually knew, like knew as a little kid, but I was so desperate that something, this was bigger. Like, it just wasn't like, let's get home and, and join another blood. Right. 
I started at that working with somebody who really made me understand why I was eating, why I was using food, why I was, it was the first time in my life. And I would say that was probably like 10 years ago, maybe, maybe a little less, maybe eight years ago, where I kind of was like, whoa, this isn't, this isn't just that pounds up and down and what you put in and what you take I, out. When I, and I love talking to people about this because I think so many of us live and feel so, um, so much shame. Like I gained weight or I can't lose weight or what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What is this one doing? And, and look what she looks like on Instagram. And, right. And, and. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like if we can get to the root and open the conversation of why we are using food. You know, I remember, so this was a therapist who is so very dear to me, who said to me, you have disordered eating. No, first she said, you have an eating disorder. I was like, excuse me? Like, what? I was like, no. And then she said, you don't have a, you don't have a typical, but you have disordered eating. Disordered eating. That's very different to a, an eating disorder. Uh, oh, and I, so that was the first time I was like, oh, this isn't normal. This behavior at night, like binging, is wrong. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. didn't know that the behaviors were wrong because it's just what I did. What you knew. Okay, that was normal to you. It was. This is very, very interesting. I want to go back to one specific question because when you mentioned that you were always confident, yeah. I relate to that. Okay, I relate to that because even in my biggest and heaviest times, which they were, yeah. Um, no matter what, I was always confident. And I find it fascinating now raising children and seeing other friends with raising their children, especially some girls and, of course, some boys. Yeah. What do you think it was about you that, that made you always confident? Like, or, or was it in your upbringing? Was it something about your environment? Was it because you were good at singing that everyone gave you attention? What do you think made you always just naturally confident? And I love that. I love this question so much. And I actually, um, my husband and I, Avi, talk about it so much with raising our son, like to be confident and to feel worthy and to feel love. Um, that's a really hard one. I think, yeah, right? <laughs> I think that I was just larger than life. And because I got so much attention there, it, it just made me confident. Right. It, you know, I got a lot of attention with performing and being a singer and so right away it was like oh like this works you know or I was always on stage I was always making people laugh I was always you know f funny and out there and because some people are just naturally confident and it actually doesn't even matter what they look like like you can have someone I remember at school there was a guy who was like the class clown and he was just naturally confident it wasn't about what he looked like but he had this energy that surpassed anything he didn't care what other people thought of him he was naturally confident and so i'm asking lisa what what she thinks did it for her and it sounds like you had so many things going for you so much talent and uh, personality and character that people were drawn to no matter what that kind of fed fed you with this like natural yeah. essence of being like outgoing and confident i would say the same thing for myself yeah. i've mentioned in so from so many places and I also think for me, I don't know how this was for you, but my parents, in particular my mom, 
it was, my weight was never an issue. At my biggest and at, well, at my smallest, when it, it wasn't even that small, but like it was, she would be worried that I was underweight. And I'm like, mm, never been underweight. Not, nothing you ever have to worry about. But like, it was just never an issue in my household. I had to ask to go see a dietitian when I was a teenager. Opposite my family, Opposite. was the biggest issue. Really? All around, all around, like in every, um, you know, I had a sister. I don't know if I told you this, but I have a sister who was completely opposite. She was struggling with anorexia. No, so, I did not know that. Completely. I remember when she was in the hospital, she would say to me, like, can you eat for me? Wow. So we had completely two opposite ends of the spectrum, which makes total sense, right? Like, it, it's, you know, the what ours happened to be with weight and body and food, where other people might go to alcohol. Right. Drug abuse. They might. Right. So I think it's really interesting this conversation and and back to like this disordered eating. I think most of us have disordered eating. Oh, for sure. Whether or not you see it physically, it's here, right? Yeah. 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 I agree. And, with you. and and the what we put towards this food, that food. Um, you know, I have maybe two friends, maybe two friends who do not struggle in this area. Maybe two friends. Who just naturally don't. Yeah, I remember having a girlfriend who, at university, who like, she just would like, food was not an issue. It wasn't a passion, which I don't get either. <laughs> such a passion for me. But it just wasn't like first top of mind. Like she would forget to have breakfast. When it was lunch, whatever she was hungry, she'd eat whatever was there. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> I agree with you. There's, there's a very small number of people that we have in our lives that, that don't have some kind of something yeah. mental around food or, or thought process around food that's a little bit disordered. But what was interesting when you brought up that post that I, that I posted in the bathing suit, I purposely pushed myself to post something that I didn't feel flattered in. I didn't feel like I exactly what I posted that I felt so uncomfortable in my body. Like it wasn't like I chose a picture that I this or that. So, right. and that post I think was, um, you know, got a lot of attention because I think so many people are feeling shame around how they feel and don't have an outlet to say, it's hard for me to look at myself today. Or I feel you know, I'm triggered by blah, blah, blah. So I, I found that the post was actually so good for me because it was, okay, this is how I feel, but this is what I'm doing. This okay. is how I get out of it. So, so can, you, can you tap into that a bit? Like when you're having a day or a moment, let's, let's go to the current like, situation because you look fantastic, right? You. you really look fantastic. But I know as well as you do that it's not about how we look. Yeah. Because it's about how we feel about ourselves. And one mm. day you can wake up and feel crap basically and someone walk past you and say wow lisa you look amazing but if you don't feel it it doesn't really matter so so what do you do in those moments on those days like the day you put the post out i mean i love that you put it and you shared it but yeah. tell us how you how you get yourself how you pull yourself out of it eventually well, i think now for me um having a plan but a plan that's not a diet and it's not i know after so many years yes. what works for my body okay um, and, and I have a girlfriend and she was in the post because I, when I, I called her in a panic and she's like, ain't nobody got time for boiled chicken, Linda. Like, <laughs> nobody's got time to like have boiled chicken with steamed broccoli. Like, we're done that. That's like, you know, so I think for me, it was having a plan. Um, I, you know, I'm big on like getting my water in. 
Um, that always brings me back. I'm, I, I go back to what works for me and I have a plan that works for me and it might not work for you. So I think that if I make a plan and just try to be gentle and kinder to myself. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, watching those, you know, oftentimes like my head will go to like, what happened to you? You lost yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did I really lose myself? Like, what's real about this? That really reminds me of um, the kind of discussions that I was having with Jodie Larry. Have we spoken yeah. about Jodie? Do you know her? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. Okay, so so that whole, like, kind to self thing really hit home for me once when I, I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was in her office. She's an atropath. We're talking about supplements. And I started telling her about, like, you know, she's like, what kind of stress do you have in your life? And you share this, you share that. And I'm telling her about, like, motherhood and parenting and I don't know what work and blah, blah, blah. And then at some point she said to me, what goes through your mind when you feel bad about, I don't know, let's say shouting at your kids. And so yeah. then I tell her, and she's like, would you talk to a friend the way you talk to yourself? And I was like, no, never, obviously. And then she goes, and would you talk to your younger self, your little self like that? And I was like, holy, no, I wouldn't. No. Why do we give ourselves permission to speak to ourselves like that? Why aren't we more kinder? Why aren't we more forgiving? Uh, that is so ingrained. It is so, it's like this manuscript that we have for ourselves that needs to change. A hundred percent. Unless you're willing. And, and for me, it was a lot of work. Like, I'm not just going to say I woke up and I, that's, this is like years in therapy going through. But like a lot of my really good friends, I have these conversations about triggers and old selves. And like, you know, I have friends who will say, I'll be like, oh, well, this comes up for you a lot. Like, what yeah. else is there? Wow. And I think the dialogue for all of us, especially around the body and health and wellness and when we're feeling like shit, um, it's so important. What else is going on in your life? Oh, my goodness, 100%. Yesterday, my Minx Your Morning was about COVID burnout. And it's a thing. It's a real thing. Oh. It's like I'm feeling it. A lot of people are feeling it. Yeah. And I had at least two, I think three people reach out to me, one on the phone, like breaking down because she, she saw the post and she was like, oh my gosh, that is what I'm going through. But we keep it so bottled in. We think it's just us, keep pushing, keep pushing. I'm not feeling like I wanna work out, so I'm just gonna do it anyway and I'm gonna push myself and then I'm gonna be more tired and, and it's a snowball effect. And yeah. the truth is if somebody said to you, learning to treat yourself like you treat your friends, if we treated ourselves like that so much more, it would just, uh, everything would change. So conversations like this, one at a time, are what spreads this word. So the work that you're doing is so important. The posts that you're putting out and the messages that you're sharing. I don't know, do people say that you're brave by doing this? A lot of people. Do you get that? Yeah. Oh, it's interesting because I, I have to say, like, as a kid, I always felt deeper than all of my friends. Like, I was always, like, the funny one and the this, but I always felt, like, like deeper. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I just, Felt like I had more of a message to share. Yes, yes. And I, that I, I don't know if it's having my son. I don't know if it's being was being pregnant. I don't know if it was like you know a transformation of body. I don't know what it was, but it just felt interesting because the feedback that I, I I've gotten. You yeah. know, this example. I lost a lot of weight um, about three years ago, about seventy pounds. Wow. I have never felt worse in my life. Never. Wow. It was three years ago. I, I looked like a million bucks. I felt awful. Like when I tell you awful, like I struggled with anxiety I'd never felt in my life. I was like having severe stuff. People would see me like, 
you look incredible. You must feel amazing. And I'm like, awful. Like, I, I would say, I feel awful. And I remember, you know, seeing a healer and, and saying, like, if, if I have to gain 10 pounds back, I'll do it because I just want to feel well. And she's like, do you really mean that? And I was like, no, I don't. Wow. And getting really honest and real about, you know, the feelings or, you know, showing up honestly, I think has really helped me in my journey just to, like, to heal myself. And then by doing that, it is, it, it allows people to be like, holy shit, I feel the same way. Right, right, right. I totally agree with you. There's such a sense of, especially with social media, I know I keep going back to it and harping on it, but there is such a sense of like, oh, I've got to keep up. I've got to look like that. I've got to be doing this. I've got to have the picture perfect, like activities with my children. Like I do not know what to do with my kids today. And I'm not even kidding. And we have like, eight or nine weeks of the summer left. I don't even know. I'm at wit's end. So I'll figure it out. I know I'll figure it out, yeah. but I can't be looking at these pictures and constantly thinking that I'm a bad mom or like I'm not creative or whatever it is, because honestly, like there are a million other moms out there also thinking, I can't, I don't know what to do with my kids today. I don't feel like working out. I feel like I've put on weight. I can't get in a swimsuit. Da, 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 da. So, the more we normalize this, yeah. right? Instagram's triggering. Like, it's triggering. Like, let's just, like, like give an amen if you think Instagram is triggering. It's triggering. Oh. It is. Like, people have to keep up. And, like, I get it. You're, you're on it. I'm on it. I show up, you know, like, you know, now I'm trying to show up a lot more honestly. But it is triggering. And it's triggering yeah. for lot of people. Babe, it sounds like you've really done the work. So, and I know it's been years in the making and it continues. It's never ending in general with personal growth, personal development. You know, I'm a huge fan. So yeah. let me ask you something. I mean, you're getting a lot of love. I just want to, just want to tell you, you're getting a lot of love. You've got them. Someone says you're the bravest woman she knows. Oh, someone says beautiful. Um, Lisa, love you so much. This is such a great convo. Amazing. So I want you to talk to someone who's watching, who is wallowing and stuck in a really bad place. Okay. Body-wise or otherwise, and just speak to her or him um, and just give her some words of wisdom as to where to start. Because, you know, you, when you're in that place, even if you're just having a bad day, you can't, like, you're so deep in it, you can't, like, get up and out. So what would you say to that person? First of all, I would say, like, breathe. Like, take a breath breathe and the truth is that we want to go from zero to 100 that's my personality it's like okay let's go it's monday let's do this no i choose one thing water for me always helps me like and honestly this is like i fill my mason jar every morning before and i put lemon in it before i put anything into my body i drink this whole thing that for me is part of my routine routine works for me Yes. How can you show up today a little bit kinder, uh, a little bit softer? Maybe it's showing up honestly and saying to a girlfriend, like, oh, my God, I'm really struggling today. But, like, today I want to show up a little bit differently. You know, how I chose to get back when I didn't, when I felt not out of control. That's because I was nowhere near out of control. I just was 
delving a little bit more into here and there. So I mm. think it was like having a plan. Um, and that's not writing a million things down. That's just like, today I'm going to show up and I'm going to do 20 minutes of movement and I'm going to drink water. Yeah. Or yeah. Today make five hard boiled eggs for the week. Or today I'm going to have things around help myself and make this a little bit easier. For me, I love gratitudes, but we can also show up really honestly and say, like, this is what I felt today. So we kind of give a little recap of the day and then we do three gratitudes and it's every night and we've been wow. doing it for months. Oh my goodness. I'm literally taking notes. I'm literally taking notes. I'm like, notes, notes, notes. Because these little tidbits are gold nuggets that it's not something we've never heard before. I, but like, I might share something, you're sharing something, but the more people hear it and the more we like take notice of the, oh, someone's thinking, wow, that's an amazing idea. I'm going to get a gratitude buddy. Or, oh my gosh, I'm not drinking enough water. I yeah. need to prioritize my water. Like these tiny little simple things are what really put us on track and makes such a big difference. I will tell you the other day, I was trying to make a decision about something and I was talking to my husband about it and I was like, you know, I was in the kitchen and I was like giving him the whole, what about this? And he was like, you're making it so complex. Um, like, just keep it simple. Like, why all the complexity? And I was like, oh my gosh, he's right. Sometimes, most of the time, right, it is actually about bringing it down to the simplest level, like the water, like the gratitude, like having a very simple plan, um, not making things too complex and being softer and kinder to ourselves. So that is really good advice. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so what's next for Lisa? What's next for, for Sunshine? You know what? I, uh, did I tell you Baby Z seven months today? Wow. wow. <laughs> I cannot believe he's seven months. Like, <sighs> just wow. So I'm, I'm really blown away by that. Amazing. I, I love this world that you and I have been working together, and I'm, like, loving delving into this new space. Um, I love, you know, I'm feeling really empowered to show up honestly and show up um, – authentically and you know it's funny because I, I used to have a therapist say to me you're always costumed up and I was like what does that mean like that I rest I can't like do my hair I can't put on makeup and she's like no you're always just like on and I and I and I see that and and now I'm not I mean I'm on in, a, in an authentic way but I'm not on like if I don't feel like being on I'm not on you're giving your, yourself permission to turn off or yeah. just lower it down. I yeah. get that because you're a performer at heart. So that comes naturally to you. Right. I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I find it like it's interesting when some people, if I if I like say that I'm not feeling like energetic or motivated or whatever, or I don't want to show up, then they're like, but what do you mean? Like, that's your thing. I'm like, well, because sometimes I just don't want to, right? <laughs> that's but just how it goes. Same. Like sometimes I... Like I, who I am is to be on. Like you'll never, if I'm in a bad mood, I'm never going to show up and be like, you know, sometimes, you know, with people, you don't know what you're going to get. And you're just right. like, you, you won't find that with me, but I'm also open to say like, I'm struggling or I'm having a shitty day or oh, that's, whatever. That's what I love about you and your content. So I'm going to leave it at that point because I feel like we can go on and on forever. But really as a content creator myself, like watching you 
go through life through your content and through your posts and your Insta stories and your text and how you write and show up is very inspirational. So if anyone is not following you, if you are watching people and consuming content that makes you feel bad about yourself, makes you feel not good or like critical of yourself, that is the wrong content and people don't even realize it. And you like mute those people or unfollow them or whatever. But I'm saying for you, I really find your content very um, like a breath of fresh air. It's very authentic. It's very uplifting and it's really fun. So follow Lisa. There we go. That's the last thing I have to say. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. I really, really appreciate it. This episode was recorded on my Instagram live platform as part of my daily live show, also called Minx Your Morning. In case you want to watch this interview, head over to the show notes and enjoy it straight from my feed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review. Rate this episode and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horowitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time.